Be'ezus Hashem Yisbarech. We'll continue what we are learning in the Holy Letters of Balatanya. Letter number 12. What the Shears and the Zchos to the Fu Shalema for Hinda Vastabarachal. We are learning this holy letter, number 12, regarding the act of charity, being peace in the world, and the inner dimension, the obsessive nature, the service, the constant inner work of compassion, of charity, bringing into a person a never-ending and everlasting silent tranquility. We are going very deep into this from every angle to be able to glimpse and have a glimmer into the essence of compassion. The holy Balshemtiv, the holy Balatanya, sheer enormous secrets in the sense that there is an idea that's called Lamaila Lamaila Adenkets to go up infinite levels which even physically speaking, you look out into the galaxies and you understand that the end, the vast amount of space, the end of space is enormous, billions of light years away. And in that sense, that represents spiritually the idea that it's, who can understand the secret, Soid, Kabbalah, who can understand the secrets of life, the secrets of the Holy Torah. And then there is different levels of interpretation of the Torah. There's Remez and there's Drush. There's the analytical, the homiletical, and then there is the rudimentary, the simple shot. And then there's this idea of lamata mata adin taklus, to go deep into the simple, deep into the simple and over there to discover the soul, over there to discover the most profound secrets. Which means that up until the Balshemtiv came on the scene, up until the Balatanya came to reveal the enormous secrets of the beginning of the Messianic era. The Kabbalists, they dabbled in things that were not in this universe, that were not things they were able to hold on to, they weren't able to touch it. They spoke about cryptic terms. Today, with the Messianic era unfolding, with the revelation of Hasidic philosophy, 
We're able to touch concepts that are beyond imagination, that are beyond intellectualization. We are able to experience them and feel them and visualize them and understand them deep in our psyche, deep in our consciousness, deep in our bodies. We are able to make sense of all of history, of all of humanity. We're able to make sense of the inner dimension of our being. We're able to make sense as the macro. What is the purpose of man? What's this struggle? What are we trying to accomplish? We're able to hold it in our own bodies. We're able to hold it in our own concepts. And this is an enormous feat. This is something that's lamata mata adin tachlas. We are going deep, down, under, deep into ourselves. Where the Balshemtiv explains: the deeper you go into yourself, the deeper thy know thyself, the deeper you can understand yourself. Where it used to be impossible territory because you would go out of yourself. And over here, Balatanya says, "With sorry for my flesh, I will see God." Messianic era of a role called Bosa Yachtov. In the Messianic era, my flesh, my whole body will see God. In the beginning of that is now, sorry, Echza Through my flesh, I will know God. I will visualize Him. Meaning, in the Gullus, now in this space. And for this, there's an enormous journey that we go into deep, into understanding the difference between activity and service and obsession. To understand that everything in this life by nature is being superficialized. We are living with the surface energy. And the deeper we go inside, the deeper we go into what's really going on inside, the deeper we know ourselves and the deeper we know our universe. And on our literal level, we can see this in a most fascinating way. When I meet you for the first time, I see your form. I see your image. But I don't know you. There is no knowledge. The two separate people. We haven't created the connection. We haven't connected. We haven't bonded. And when we start to talk, and if we are purely dear for the other person, we can interconnect, we can start to connect intellect with intellect, heart with heart. We can start to understand each other, feel each other. And in that sense, we eliminate slowly boundaries between us. And in that sense, friendship can be born because there is a connection. We don't go skin deep. We don't, we are not surface. We are going deeper into each other. 
And on the most rudimentary level, that's what he's saying over here. That life, the energy of life is all about connection. All about making peace between seeming opposites. And the mere fact that I see you, and you're different than me, makes us very different, makes us be opposing forces, like the Lubavitcher Rebbe used to always say, when two Jews meet each other, one says, Shalom Aleichem, and the other one answers, Aleichem Shalom, right away, instantly he answers the opposite. Because me and you, the mere fact that we're both here means that we're opposite. Now that we got the opposition out of our system, now we can connect with each other. And he used to repeat this often because this is a very true reality. We're only here because of our opposition in the sense that this world was created for many opposites to be in opposition and to come together. And that's why to fully comprehend, to fully understand the gift of this letter. One must go deep into the understanding of the sin of the Chetet Tzadas. One must go deep into understanding the purpose of creation, which is the six days of creation. And the seventh day of creation, which is the day of rest. And what happened on the sixth day? We think that man and animal was created. But in fact, there are three levels in man. Man, the way he's created as man. And then man, human, Adam, the one who is the king of all of the creatures, the king of the mineral, vegetable, and the animal, the one who's made from all of them, the one who's made from blow, when God blew in his soul, the one who's made in the image of God, where he has all of the energies, the energy of the world, the energy of the soul of creation, the energy of all the animals. And on the sixth day, something magical happens in the sense that he falls. He's created from the ground. He's given also an animal. He's given also a soul. He's given also the core of a soul, which is to mirror the divine, to mirror God. And then right when he's created, between him and Chava, husband and wife, they fall into temptation. They fall, they get trapped by their animal, by their egos, by their separate sense of self, by their bodies, by their gvura, by the feminine form of both man and woman. The body, which is the birth of this world. The six days of trying to create the body the body that will hold the man, the energies of man, the intelligence, his heart, 
It's extremely enormous to see this in a panoramic view. This seems very deep and profound, but in order to appreciate the depth of your life, the depth of the Torah, the depth of the whole entire 6,000 years that we're in this world until the Messianic era, in order to understand the enormity of the Torah, the never-ending Torah, the Torah that didn't end in Pasha's Vizoy Sabracha, but the Torah that goes on from Torah to Nevi'im to Ksuvim to Medrash to Zoyar to Talmud Bavli, Talmud Yerushalmi the Go'inim, Rishoinim, Achroinim. It's a constant, never-ending and me and you now learning. The Torah is a never-ending story of me and you. Me and you trying to perfect man. Trying to transcend above our selfishness. Because Adam and Chava already on the sixth day of creation, they were created perfect humans that were supposed to reflect the divine, but also had within them the animal, the ego, the separate sense of self, my body, the feminine form, the animalistic nature, the separate identity, me and you are different. And now man has to make peace between enormous amount of oppositional forces. He has to make peace within his own body. He has a part of him, a soul that's in him, that's ruling his body, that's his animal, that's animalistic natured, that wants to just eat for the sake of pleasure, wants to just conquer for the world, wants to just grow the animal. And he has a part of him that's godly, that's trapped, that's asleep. And Chava has the same thing. And then there's an impure force in the world the whole day that's trying to drown out the spirituality. So man has to make peace within himself between these two energies. Whereas animals trying to steal his soul, trying to steal who he is, trying to steal away his life, rob his life. And he has to do battle, he has to conquer, he has to refine, he has to sacrifice, he has to surrender his animal. He has to transform it. He has to allow his soul, the godly part of him, to burst through, to create through, to charge through. And the godly part of him has to Come out in his compassion. Come out deep into his heart. With the adrenalistic, infinite nature that he has deep inside of him. Like we're seeing now, people who are not religious for many years, they don't know nothing about Judaism, and all of a sudden the core of who they are, the epigenetics, the soul inside of them, the Avraham Yitzchak Yaakov is coming out, and they feel empty. They don't know what they have been doing on this world. Which on some level we all have this. Never to be in touch with who we really are. And to watch all the trauma. And all of my pain. And all of my suffering. For one moment of meaning. 
somebody who owns the world in one moment in time. The power of your soul is so unimaginable. It's so incorruptible. That one moment in time will make peace between all of your suffering, all of your trauma, all of the waste of time. Because that oppositional force finally creates and invokes and awakes a sleeping lion. There's a sleeping lion in each and every one of us. And that lion is far beyond anything we can imagine. It's the godly nature that was put in automation. And oppositional forces in life, my animal, the nachash, any oppositional force that seems like it wants to trap me, really it's there for me to get in touch with the core of who I am so I can make peace with it. But not only I can make peace with it, I can unleash a never-ending, everlasting tranquility where there's a, harmo- a harmony in the world, an internal and external harmony where we all transcend our beastly natures and we become godly beings, we become partner with the divine, where we live in a paradise that's made from our, on earth. Not a paradise in the water, not a paradise in the desert, but a paradise in this world. In a paradise where everything material is used to serve the creator of the world, is used to unleash the core of my godliness. Where the first paradise that was witnessed in the world was Kriyas Yamsav, who was underwater. And it opened us up to the kingdom of heaven. And the second paradise that was witnessed in this world was Madan Torah, where the kingdom of heaven came down into the desert. And the third paradise that we are going to usher in in the messianic era is the work that we've been doing for 2,000 years and longer, which is we take the witness, the visualization that we had in the kingdom of heaven coming down in the water. And the witness of the essence, of the essential energy of the world that was witnessed in Matan Torah, which is that God is the energy of the world. And we have to make that real. Because after Matan Torah, it was covered up. The energy of the egocentric world, the soul of all the souls, was covered up. What Avraham Avinu knew when he screamed, Kei Loilam, that you are worshipping ministers, you are worshipping energies of the world, but you don't realize that underneath there is God. Every Jewish person witnessed in Kriyas Yamsev and But it was covered up because our job is to unleash it from deep within. You understand what that means from deep within? Avoid this at Tzedakah means you're going to push it compassion to the point that you're going to unleash something deep within. It's not coming from without. It's coming from you and me, but deep within me and you. Deep within me and you lies such an energy, such a powerful energy. Just like the bone marrow that's in the blood, which is seemingly bone, is what regenerates the blood. It gives triasamesim. So too, there is a life force that's deep inside all of us that's asleep. There's a part of us that's malchus. There's a part of us that's so feminine. It's so barren. It's so, it's so, it, it's so concealed. But when that oppositional force in my life eventually takes such a point, it unleashes an infinite energy that makes peace and harmony with everything in my life or my past. 
my history, my epigenetics, my family, my marriage, where I make peace with the entire world. And this is something enormous that he's explaining in this peric. If only we could touch it for a moment to understand the secret of true empathic giving and compassion to feel another person, to feel your spouse sensitively, to know them, to know your child for them, to put yourself away entirely and to obsess on it until you generate an energy that's far beyond anything you imagine, an energy that when you know it, when you see it, it will make peace and sense of everything in the past. But it's something that's indescribable. This type of energy cannot even be witnessed. It can only be experienced. When you touch it for a moment, the way he says in this letter, you can't go back to your corruption. Your ego will not control your life anymore unless you desperately try to fall back into your trauma. And that is, he's talking about a practical thing now in exile where every single person has the ability through obsessive compassion, through making compassion your mission to get deep in touch with the core of who you are. And if you get in touch with that energy for one moment in your life, you are witnessing the divine revelation that will happen in the messianic era where each and every one of us 15 million jews in this generation will have such an empathic connection such an intuitive connection where not only will you know your spouse intimately deeply understand them not only will you understand your children but the whole entire jewish nation will get so in tuned so in touch with each other because the core of who we are is far beyond anything imaginable. The hashkid of this energy transforms all of our organs into highly sensitive vehicles of unity. And this is a never ending, everlasting divine energy that's revealed in our bodies and our souls. It's something that great mystic leaders like the Balshemtiv, and the Lubavitcher Rebbe and all the great giants from the last generations, how they were connected to every Jew and how they had connections with untold amount of people and they knew everything about their lives and the miraculous nature when you came near them was something unimaginable, undefinable by the intellect, uncontained by the heart. And the revelation of the messianic era is that me and you, every single Jew has this capability. But how beautiful it is to get in touch with that now. And the Holy Balatanya says, how can you do it if you're a simple person like me and you? And he says, through obsessive compassion, you will make a peace so resounding in your soul that your whole body, all your contradictory elements, all your energies, everything will be in harmony. If you deeply connect with the poor man obsessively, if you deeply and intimately connect with people around you, the reward is the act. The activity is the reward. It will allow you to go deeper and more profound until you release a part of your soul that makes sense and makes peace and tranquility and silence with everything around you. We unite with the divine. You unite with God, God's compassion. You unite with your family, with your wife, with your your husband, with your children, with your parents, with your friends, with the poor man, 
And to experience that type of miraculous frequency, that type of never-ending, everlasting tranquility, to experience that even for one moment is to experience the messianic era. And he says over here, when will you experience it? You will experience it to times when you're talking to the creator of the world, times when you're praying, and then it will take you over. It will have an everlasting effect on you. It's glimmer, the glimmer of that type of infinity. It's something not to be spoken about. It's only to be experienced. And in that space, your ego no more corrupts you. Your body is not ruling you anymore. You are a different type of person. You have transported yourself into the messianic era now. And that is the obsession he's begging everyone to adopt over here, to go against the grain. And to unleash that type of revelation in your soul is the most magical thing in the world.